This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, everybody. Cheryl from Unleashed. Thank you for stopping in today. We're going to have a great show. I have a very special guest, Wendy Vanderpoel, who's the best-selling author, an animal advocate, and pet loss grief expert. Good morning, Wendy. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you for inviting me to be on your show. I'm excited to be here. I am too. And, you know, talking about pet loss, I just lost uh, my Maine Coon about two months ago, and I've had quite a few friends who've lost their pets. And let's start off talking about that because it's certainly a very personal decision. Yes. Myself, I make the decision or I have made the decision. Not that I give it much thought, but I seem to make the decision the night before. You seem to know. Yes, you do seem to know. Our pets can tell us that for sure. Yeah, when they're ready. I've been doing this, Cheryl, for a very long time, helping people through the loss of their pet. And there's so many ways that we can walk through this journey and we all do it differently. And I, it's really important for people to understand that, that you, this is something special. It's unique to you. You had a special relationship with your with your main coon cat. I had a special relationship with my dog, Marley, and it doesn't get repeated. So each experience we go through with pet loss is going to be different. So it's so important to one, take care of yourself during this, be kind to yourself, look for places where you're going to get the support you need. And, you know, just, just go through it with a gentleness and a kindness. That's so important to do during uh, this special time. And I think what, what is especially better today is that we do realize that our pets are family. They're not just a dog, just a cat, just an animal. And, you know, I see with my friends, there's so much caring. I mean, I always tell people when they lose a pet, I have two sayings. The best place to bury a pet is in the heart of the owner. Yes. And they give us the best days of their lives and one really sad one. And it really is a sad one. And it really is unique to each of us. I find for me, and I've done it sadly a few, you know, more than once, more than twice, more than three times. Mm-hmm. I've never not been without a pet. And they live long lives is that, you know, no matter what you have to, you know, when I was a child and it happened, what did I know that the dog was there one minute and the dog was gone. Right. I find for me, I have to go. You have to be there because it is the most painless thing imaginable. It's dignified. And we would all like to go like that. Oh, I agree. I agree. No suffering. And uh, I know with my main coon, Daniel Boone, he really let me know because I was bringing him in. I was going to carry him in in a towel. I figured his last travel experience was not going to be in any kind of a carrier. He was going to be in my arms. Mm -hmm. And he jumped right on that towel. He let me know, you know. Right, right. You know, cats are pack animals also, not just dogs. Exactly. I think for some people, and maybe you could let some people know who maybe aren't, you know, in tune to that. Animals really do have certain signs that they are dying. 
Yes. Sick. Some stop eating, some stop cleaning themselves. Daniel, he did like to stay away from the fray, but he still was part of it because he just had love for me. And, you know, I have another cat. So, and they were a pair. So it's individual. And, you know, like everybody knows their animal, you have to be in tune to that. Exactly. Exactly. And there's many ways you can do that too. I remember when my first dog was was dying. She was down in Boston at the uh, veterinarian hospital down there. And I was on the phone with my veterinarian. And I just said, how do I know? You know, how do do I know it's time? And she said, just look into her eyes, and you'll know. That's true. They let you know. Yes. And that was one of the best pieces of advice. And that was over, oh my gosh, that was like over 30 years ago that I got that advice. And I've kept that with me. And I share that with my clients is your animal will tell you. So it could be body language. It could just be something that you, it just feels right. You know, it just feels like, you know, it's, it's time. And I encourage people to trust those little gut feelings that you get because it, yeah. You don't want them to suffer. You don't want them to suffer. No. And it could be a look, it could be a gesture, it could be a sound, but it, when it hits you, whether it's a look in the eyes or it hits you with it, in the deep pits of your stomach, that's usually the time, you know, to make that decision. I had that. I had uh, yeah. the worst pit in my stomach. And when I went to the vet, of course, you hope they're going to say you're nuts, but you can't be because when you know your animal, right, you've exactly. had animals before. I right. mean, you know, right. he said, he's ready. Right. He's ready. Right. 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 But for me, of course, after it was over, I just couldn't wait to get out of there to cry. Right. And we had a lovely afternoon, all the three of us together. But I feel for people, it's also important when they're thinking, when it comes into your head, like yes. a thought, yes. you have to start to understand that, recognize it and prepare yourself. Exactly. I didn't just, you know, wake up that day and go, today's the day or the day before tomorrow's the day. I was prepping myself exactly. that it was going to be soon. And I would know when it was going to happen. Exactly. That's and very important. Yeah. Also. And, and I cover that a lot in my books. So it, you know, it, and then on my art, on my blogs, on my uh, website too, there's a lot of articles on that. I find, you know, that old cliche knowledge is power. Yes. It, it even works with pet loss. The more you learn, the more you do the work, because grief is something that we have as human beings. And it's something that we can't push away, we can't put it under the rug, grief happens. And with my clients, I I teach them how to be how to develop a relationship with their grief, so that it is a partner and it works with you to you know, move through this tough time and help help you make decisions where you can may lessen some of the guilt, lessen some of the pain, lessen some of the rawness. It's still going to be there. But Cheryl, it sounds like you, you know, you know how to do it. There is guilt because there's guilt that you waited too long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's that's guilt is the biggest and the most popular, I will say of the normal feelings of grief is feeling guilty. And that could be anything. It could be make guilty about, did I make the right decision? I feel so guilty. I, maybe I could have done it this way. Maybe I should have went to another veterinarian. Maybe I should have fed them raw food. Maybe I shouldn't have fed them raw food. Or, you know, or maybe, yeah. I, 
you know, when, when uh, Fluffy wanted to go outside to, to watch the squirrels in the bird feeder, I didn't let her and I should have. And, you know, so that's all normal. And we beat ourselves up and, you know, it's so important to, to go through it, to allow yourself to go through it, but also try to find little hints of kindness for yourself, uh, compassion for yourself, and that you're not alone in this. There's a lot of people out there that have felt this way. And there's a lot of great communities. There's a lot of great resources that can support. It's a wound and you have to take care of the wound. Exactly. Exactly. I know with me, it came, well, I'm a strong believer in, if you have cats, you should certainly have more than one. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, with all animals, you have right. more than one car, more than one pocketbook, more than one phone. And it does help <laughs> if you have another animal in the house. Yeah. But for both of us, I mean, with my female, I like to let the other one know because they'll always look for them. So they yes. know. Yes. So I brought the towel back. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. You know, and uh, so she knew, but then every once in a while, maybe she would get a scent. Maybe she would have a dream. She would look for him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. would start to, you know, you forget because a lot of it is learned behavior. Right. You're going to feed two cats, but now you only have one. Right. Right. So, you know, it, I think with grief, and I don't really think people should shove it down. I think no, you should, no, no, no. You should, sh- you should go with it because it only manifests in other ways. Exactly. You know, there's nothing wrong than grieving a pet that you love dearly. Right. And they were really your best friends. I mean, right, right, right. You know, especially when you live alone with a pet, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. are your everything and vice versa. Right. So it sometimes comes in waves. I still think of him. It's really quite soon. You know, it's only yeah. uh, two months. Yeah, that's very soon. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I found one of his toys that was his favorite, favorite toy from a previous cat. And he absolutely loved it. And I found it and I gave it to her and she sniffed it, turned away, sniffed it, turned away. And then she went crazy for it. Mm, how sweet. Yeah. So uh, she knows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will tell you a story. <laughs> when my first Samoya died, that was the one I was telling Marley. And it's not the, the cookie you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, she, this was the one that was down at, in Boston. I had two Sammies at that time. And the Sammy that was surviving didn't get closure because it happened all, she got, she, her illness was very fast and didn't have closure. And when I had a picture that was his level, of her. He went up to that picture about two days after she was gone. He went up to that picture. He was nuzzle. I, I mean, it was the bizarrest thing, but he went up to that picture, was nuzzling the picture, and he started to howl at that picture. It made my hair stand on end, wow. Cheryl. And yeah. it was at that time I said, you know what? If I can have it in my power, I'm going every animal I have next and I have that needs, you know, when the euthanasia comes, there's going to be closure because our, our canine, our feline, our horse, equine friends, they do experience loss and they do grieve when their buddy dies. Just look at elephants and donkeys. Oh, oh, I know. It's, it's 
painful to watch. You like, know? It's like a hurt thing. I mean, yeah, I would say in the last 10 years, we have really been exposed to animals in a way that yeah, even cows and pigs and everything. Yeah. That they have such feelings and mm-hmm. compassion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're just not pets or animals. They no. are living beings exactly. with the same, you know, stuff inside that we have. And, and they know, maybe they know. I, I remember there always was a saying and I witnessed it. A friend of mine's uh, mother passed away and they had a Siamese cat and the cat ran away and stayed outside across the street from the house for four days before they came back. Wow. Animals sense things for sure. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They're very. What are Samoans like? Oh, Sammy's are awesome. They're, um, they're, they are an old breed. They're, they used to Siberia. They're from Siberia. They were part of the Samiad tribe. So they were the babysitters, reindeer herders. They pulled heavy freight. They weren't fast like huskies. They were more into the steady, you know, pulling freight. And so they're, all, they're wonderful animals. And they're those big, white, fluffy things, you know, and they're just loving, very smart, and just great, great animals. So we had four of them. <laughs> oh, wow. My, my next yeah. pet is my next pet. I'm, I'm going to get a dog. I had dogs growing up. Yes. I think I would like a dog. Yeah. So I always have my eye out, you know, yes. you fall in love with every dog. You sure do. You sure do. And, you yeah. know, we do, we do rescue because I really believe in that a lot. And, um, oh, I only would get a rescue. Yeah. And it, they're the best dogs. They're the best dogs. And they're just, there's something about the look in their eyes when, when they are just, they lo- that, yeah, when they're loving you, they just, you know, they're just thanking you. You know, it's great. It's really you know, great. The, the, the cat that I have now, I got her as a kitten. So I've had her 18 years. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So I know everything about her. Yes, that's wonderful. Of course, you know, when you adopt or rescue, there is a lot of unknowns and, and that's so yes. could be exciting getting to know the dog. Yeah. You know, from friends who I deal with a lot of people rescue and who adopt, but you know, it takes a while for the dog to let themselves be known, you know, to, to, you know they're in a new place, new people. You don't know where they came from. You don't really know their story. You don't know their story. No. So there's, there's definitely, and you know, if you do sometimes, you know, if you get a dog right away after you lose, you know, your canine friend or your feline friend or whatever, that period of integration can take a little bit longer because you're grieving. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of things that go into rescue, which is wonderful. And that, that period of settling in and getting to know each other can be a really beautiful, beautiful and healing experience. I have never not lived with a four-legged friend. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't either. I probably since I was, was yeah, no, when I was in college, I didn't. (laughs) When I was born, my parents already had a tricolor collie. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful, sweetest dog. I learned how to pull up on him to walk. And then we had a standard poodle. They're brilliant dogs also. Yes, yes, standard poodles. Everybody has the best dog. And nobody- I know. <laughs> You're not wrong. 
If it's your dog, it is the best dog. It is the best dog, for sure. <laughs> now, I know you, you've written a few books. I'd like to take a break for our sponsor, and then we'll be back, and I'd like to talk about them. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There's no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Radio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back and we're talking today to Wendy Van De Paul. She's a best-selling author and she's done quite a lot of books on pet loss and the grieving process. And uh, let's talk about, you have two books that I came across. One is after the fact of, you know, the grieving process. And then there's another one you have where you do know that your pet is sick and will be leaving you. Right, right. That I'd like to talk about. Sure, sure. Because a lot of times people have, this is their only pet and they might not know. And, you know, not all animals leave us in old age, sadly. Right, right. So I have two books for dog people and I have two books for cat people. So one is to deal with when your animal is in hospice. This is, you know, when you get the notice that your pet is sick and you want to start working on how to prepare for that. And that book is super, those books are super helpful. Those, my, my dog is dying and my cat is dying. Okay. And then I have follow-ups for that. So it's what happens after. And that is my dog has, and my cat has died. What do I do? And that will continue your journey on how to, like the one, the first one, that will, if you're going through pet hospice, that will help you like, what is grief? How do I deal with it? How do I make my lasting days with my animal um, special? You know, what are some questions I can ask my vet, how to get a good team together, all that kind of great stuff. And then my dog or my cat has died. That's after what stages of grief you're going to go through, what's normal, what's not normal, what you can do like to be ready for the roller coaster ride because grief is a roller coaster ride you're going to have days where you're feeling fabulous and the next day you're going to plummet something you may be in the grocery store and you see a bag of dog food that looks like your dog or your cat and that triggers some grief and how you can start working through that and creating your new normal and then i have some books uh, for families so how to help a children going through this. I would think that would be, you know, because for myself, I'm one-on-one with my pets, whether I yes. have one or two. Yes. But I think for a family, it would be a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. 
activities and that. I also have some for pet professionals. I've in the past, I've done a lot of training for veterinarians in their offices and setting up pet loss, grief departments, if you will, or how, you know, how they can better integrate pet loss into their practice and, and helping their clients, their patients, people, patients go through it. So I have a book on for them. And then I have a fun book that and it makes a wonderful gift. It's pet loss poems. So if you know of anybody that's grieving this, it's a nice little gift. And there's sweet little poems that were basically, I wrote when I was, when I was a massage therapist for horses and dogs, and I was doing a lot of traveling. And most of my animals at the time were, when I wrote this, these poems were in hospice and people wanted to do something special. So I would go and, and weekly or daily and massage, gently massage these, these beautiful creatures. So the way that I kind of, I got very attached to these animals because I was with them hands-on and I'm, some of them I was with for months on end. And I would go in my truck or my car and I'd sit there and I found myself writing poetry about the animal. Yeah, the sayings really help. They do, yeah. I think one... I've seen is always the best hello and the saddest goodbye. You know, exactly. Exactly. Do you find a lot of people seek out help with you for their loss that it's something? Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. They read my books or they, they come across my website or they hear me on a podcast like this, you know, and um, they reach out and I've got a lot of different ways people can, can get support. You know, I have a ton of articles. I have resources, you know, downloadable resources. Well, you have a website that they could go to? Yes, yes. The website is centerforpetlossgrief.com. And there's actually a free gift on there. So there's a beautiful meditation that I did for people and a checklist. Okay, repeat it again, centerforpetlossgrief.com. That's a good thing to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If there's a, I mean, it's, it's a great website. I've got a lot of good stuff on there. I've put a lot of love and care into that site. <laughs> now for a lighter note, you also write cozy mystery books. What are they about? Are they oh, just those, those are fun. Those are fun. I write cozy mysteries and they're called, I write paranormal cozy mysteries. So these take place in a small town. And the, there's five books and the protagonist, the main character, she's an attorney and she gets divorced and she moves to the small town and just has a blast solving murders, falls in love, meets all these crazy people. You know, she's struggling with her own perfection and her own self. And, you know, I don't want to give any spoilers, of course, but... <laughs> You know, as I mentioned, I have a book club. Yes. They are the most popular books out there. You could never duplicate. Yeah, I know. They're so much fun. You can read them in a minute. I know. There's... Even if people die, it's not earth shattering. No, that, no, no, no. You know, no. Uh, it's going to have you up. But they are, and mostly women. Yes. Writing these. Yes. yes. They are delightful. And you write that under Melanie Snow, correct? Under Melanie Snow. Yes. And I'm on, I'm on Amazon. And it, oh, happy winter, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> but yes. And there's lots of animals in my stories. Of course, there's cats. There's, uh, yes, one of the there's always animals. Yes. 
You know, there's ones for knitting and for baking. They right. started out with food. Yes, they did. They did. Now they're they're everywhere and they are just delightful. They're and fun. I send my uh, whatever I post on my book club with a cozy. And like I said, there is no duplicates because no, no, no. It's fun. It's great reading. If you want to escape, it's it's actually a good self care thing to do. If your if your grief is getting too much, you know, and you just want to take a break, read a good cozy because you can just get lost in it for a while. Well, I'll tell you, I really enjoyed talking with you and I hope you come back and visit us again. I would love to, Cheryl. Thank you. So I just want to tell everybody that we're talking today to Wendy Vanderpool, a.k.a. Melanie Snow in her other life. (laughs) I want to thank Mark, my producer, and I want to wish everybody a wonderful day and to live life unleashed. Thanks for stopping in and we'll see you again next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.